Hello, listeners. Jordan here. I just want to let you know that you can listen to Nighttime early and ad-free on Amazon Music. Include it with Prime. This episode of the Nighttime Podcast discusses recreational substance abuse, sex work, and karaoke. Listener discretion is advised. You are tuned to the Nighttime Podcast, focused on the fringe of Canada. Hello, listeners. I know I say this all the time, but I truly have something a little different for you this time around. Well, I suppose different may not be the right way to describe it. Let me put it this way. If you didn't watch the community TV station in Cape Breton, Nova Scotia in the 80s, you probably aren't this episode's target audience. Actually, if I'm being completely honest, this episode doesn't really even have a specific audience in mind. My motivation to put this episode together was that I wanted to better understand one of the more bizarre memories I have from my childhood. Here's how I remember it. It was sometime in the late 80s. Seven-year-old Jordan and his older brother Jamie were spending a Saturday evening with their legs crossed on the carpet playing The Legend of Zelda on Nintendo. As they hear their father coming down the hall, they assume it's about to be time to shut off the 15-inch CRTV and hit the bunk beds. But instead, they're offered the opportunity to stay up late with their dad and some of his friends to watch a karaoke event that'll be broadcast live on the community TV station. Now, cut ahead a few hours, my brother and I are sitting on the couch, way past our bedtime, eating chips and suffering through an endless series of people holding beer and awkwardly butchering songs we didn't know. Our next contestant is always a pleasure. John Lewis, come on down here, John. Take her over, big guy. I can't stop loving you. I've made up my mind to live in memory. Unappealing as this may seem for two kids, there was definitely an energy in our living room. Just like the folks on screen, my dad and his friends were also drinking beer. And as their voices slowly grew louder and less articulate, they teased a main event with statements like, he's probably still warming up, and he's going to be on soon. And then finally it happened. Instead of the wise-cracking karaoke host puttering through a typical introduction, the last performer of the night got something much more theatrical. Yes, sir, this next singer, he's not your average oversex ultra-macho male musician. No! He's your basic semi-subversive underground hooligan playboy womanizer. The warm and wonderful chicken is A real singer. High five them all, chick. Kiss them. It might take a walk, eh? You probably got to sign some autographs. Tell the church you can get shirts We wouldn't know for sure. 
Now, I'm going to do my best to describe what you can't see by simply listening to that clip. The karaoke event, as I said, is being broadcast from a local bar in my hometown called the Bonnie Prince. The bar is jammed with, well, 1980s looking people. They're all smoking, and they're all sitting at tables drinking. On the stage is a live band who are churning out hits as a boisterous host beckons the performers to the stage. And when our star, Chickie McPhee, is finally called upon, the entire bar raises to their feet, half of them wearing shirts that say, I love Chickie. The camera then dials in on a thin man who's stumbling a twisted route to the stage. As he's half crawling and half pulled onto the stage, he's past the mic, and the band starts playing his song, Wild Thing. And immediately, the night becomes his So yeah, as a young kid who didn't understand alcohol or what being drunk was, I simply thought Chickie McPhee is some kind of crazy living cartoon. And like my dad and his friends, immediately I became his biggest fan. It was probably midnight by the time Chickie wrapped up, and as he did, my brother and I were ordered to bed. So from there we stumbled down the hall, grunting something sounding vaguely like Wild Thing just like our new folk hero Chickie McPhee just did. In the months that followed, I think there was a handful of Saturday nights that Dad let my brother and I stay up late enough to see Chickie. And as far as I remember, every time we saw him, it was the same thing. Chickie, hammered, singing Wild Thing. So yeah, that's the memory I'm going to explore tonight. To begin our journey, we're going to first check in with someone with questionable judgment my dear old dad. I have this weird memory, dad, and I want to know what you remember about this. So when I was like, I was probably six or seven, I remember you keeping me up late at night to watch this crazy guy do karaoke. Do you remember that? Yeah. Chicky. Chicky. Yeah. Chicky McPhee. What was the story with this guy? He was a celebrity. We got Frankie now. Well, he was even bigger than Frankie back then. He was huge. Had shirts and put out. I love Chicky. I remember them, yeah. The Bonnie was packed. When he'd come on, the place was jammed. Everybody knew him. Couldn't sing, but everybody thought he could sing, and they just loved him. I, I remember him being like, you couldn't even make him out, and he was like falling over, singing Wild Thing? Well, yeah, yeah. well, he was drinking all night, and then he got up and sang his song. So it was like, uh, if he was playing at, say, the Bonnie Prince, the place would be jammed. Uh-huh. I mean, you couldn't be. You, they, they were turning people away because they wanted to go see him, <laughs> and he couldn't sing. But they loved him. They just just because he was drunk and he was drunk and he was having a good time. He he was having a ball. And other than <laughs> like him performing karaoke, did you know anything about him? I didn't. I all I knew was they had had um, Eastlink had a show on, 
And they used to play the karaoke. And that's what I used to show you. Hopefully you grew up to be like him, but you didn't. (laughs) I grew up to not drink. I wonder if that's why. Maybe that's why. (laughs) After talking about this with Pop at nighttime, I brought my search to the internet in hopes I could find out where Chicky was nowadays. But what I found made the answers to my questions much more difficult to find. Chicky's obituary let me know that the wild thing had passed away just before Christmas in 2015. Obviously, I was gutted, as I sincerely wanted to shake his hand and celebrate his history with him on air. But I wasn't defeated yet. Just as Chicky's obituary knocked the wind out of my quest, seeing the names of his mourning family members gave me a breath of hope. My search led me to Chicky's younger brother, Rich McPhee. And as it turned out, Rich had all the history I was looking for. So let's get to it. Tonight, in this episode of Nighttime, I'll be joined by Chickie McPhee's little brother, Rich. During our talk, I'm going to try to figure out who the heck is Chickie McPhee and how, for a period of time in the 80s, did he become so famous for getting drunk and singing Wild Thing that his performances were being broadcast on community TV. Hello. Hi, Richard. How you doing? Not too bad, Jordan. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Do you, do you go by Richard or Rick? Uh, Rich is good, yeah. Rich is good. Uh, yeah, so uh, I'll tell you um, what brought me to your brother's story. Like, I- I'm too young to have been to any of his events or anything, but yeah. I, re- I have these memories of my dad keeping me up really late at night when I was probably <laughs> too young for it. I think I would have been like eight or nine. So this would have been late eighties. And on the weekend, my dad would keep me up really late at night to be like, you know, you got to stay up late. The karaoke is going to be on, (laughs) you know, the community TV and we're going to get to see Chicky. Yeah. And channel 10. Yeah. On channel 10. That's right. And my dad, like I would sit through all the horrible, like uh, karaoke performances earlier in the night and it was all (laughs) waiting for the main event. And it was almost like watching (laughs) boxing. You were waiting for Tyson to come out. And it would be, you know, they give this big grand introduction, like, you know, he's a woman's man, yeah. he's this and that. Chicky McPhee. <laughs> but uh, you'd be half drunk sitting in the audience. Oh, oh yeah. Well, <laughs> I would. Just thought it was so funny that anybody actually watched you. <laughs> okay. Well, I was at home watching it as a little kid with my, just like John the floor being like, what are these adults doing? <laughs> but I guess uh, he would go up and, you know, everyone would have the shirts on, like that said, like, we love Chicky or I love Chicky. I actually got one of them. Oh, you have one of them? Yeah. Nice. Um, yeah, but I, I have, I remember like everyone wearing them, and I think my dad and some of his friends may have even had them. This guy came up with the idea. He lived just next door to the county line, actually, on Grand Lake Road. Yeah. That, that's where he cut his teeth. <laughs> that's the spot. But, okay. Yeah, but um, there's a guy that grew up just you know a block away from there. Mm-hmm. And he got the idea. He made the shirts, and he was making money on it because everybody was buying them. Wow! He was making money on the shirts. Funniest thing. Yeah, it was. Um, it was definitely a, a big thing, and I, it's. It, I don't know why it really stuck with me. I think it is just like as a kid, it was the first time I saw like the inside of a bar uh, and stuff. You know. Oh yeah. Okay. 
but um, uh, but it's it's some of the funniest things that happened back then. Like we we had a baseball team uh-huh. from Gray Mike Road, and Chicky was on it. Like he had a shirt. He didn't play a whole lot because he was always drunk, right? <laughs> but uh, we 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 were selling tickets one time because we were going away to play in the Nationals. Actually, uh-huh. we were selling a ticket. It was a milk ticket, milk free milk per year. Okay, and. Back in the day, they had the flea market at the Sydney shopping mall, and that was that was crowded. It was wall-to-wall people every every Sunday, right? So we decided to sell our tickets down there. We all had our ball uniforms on, and we're, we're, we had two, maybe three tables lined up as soon as you come in the main door. Uh-huh. And, and we were all there, probably 20 of us, with our ball uniforms on, and Chickie's there. And these two two young girls come in. Like, we're all in our 20s back then, and Chickie's a little older than half of us. <laughs> but uh, these two young girls come in, with, with very sharp, and they're looking at us, and we're sticking our chest out and everything, and, and they're looking, and they're, and they're talking to each other, and they, they walk past us, and, of course, we're all looking at them, right? And, and they look back, and they come back towards the table. And who they walk up to but Chickie? They said, are you Chickie McPhee? <laughs> he said, yeah, and we're... You know, we're mesmerized that we're from Toronto. Can we have your autograph? Uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't have believed it, but there was 20 of us there to see it. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. Wow. So it, it, his fandom reached that far away. That's a, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, they recognized yeah. him, right? It, it was too funny. Yeah. So you're uh, you're Chicky's younger brother, are you? Yes. Yeah, by how many years younger? Uh, I think... Chicky would have been 66, maybe. I'm 60 right now. Okay. So five, six years, I guess. Yeah. So let's start with this. Tell, tell me a bit about, like, I know Chicky simply as a performer doing karaoke <laughs> and as a public figure. He was an awful bad big brother. He, he wasn't a good... Uh, he wasn't a very good role model. Let me put it to you that way. Well, I'll tell you. I, I was. I mentioned this to my dad when I was asking my dad about showing me Chicky's performances. My dad said, "I really hoped you'd grow up to be like Chicky." And I said, "Well, I said that didn't happen, but I don't drink as an adult, and maybe that has something to do with watching Chicky as a young kid." But what was? Tell me about your family. Like, where where are you guys from? How many of you are there? There was eight of us, including my our parents. But uh, four four girls and Chicky and I. Okay, and were you like a close family? What kind of like what kind of family was this? We were very close when we were younger. Yeah, mm-hmm. our, our parents split up when I was like sixteen, but um, even after that, like you know, we always had big family Christmases and with uh, you know all the nieces and nephews mm-hmm. and, and and you know we were always close to our cousins growing up through our parents. Yeah. You know. What about Chicky? Like, what kind of what, growing up? What kind of guy was he? I, I, I'm thinking, well, like, I in my mind, he's like a real showman. Was that something that? No, no, he he wouldn't say shit shit if he had a mouthful, <laughs> unless he was drinking. Okay, you, you, could, you could you had to pry something out of him. Yeah, you know what I mean. He, he's very shy. I, I I only remember him dating a girl just down the road from us. Not for long. Mm-hmm. Other than that, he's lucky if he was ever kissed. Oh, really? <laughs> he was pretty shy, yeah. Matter of fact, we, we had a, a 
back at back when we were in our twenties, everybody was getting married. You know, all the same age group. It, it were like we were having a lot of bachelor parties. It seemed so. Back then, some of the guys, you know, would get girls in for the bachelor parties. And one night we were there, and, and they had three girls come. And the deal was it would go to the groom or, or anyway. Anyway, somebody got the bright idea. They said, listen, let's put all the names in the hat, but we're all going to put Chicky's name in the hat. <laughs> so, so when he wins, right, but you got to keep him kind of sober, right? Uh-huh. We didn't want him to f*** it up once he won. <laughs> so anyway, the boys kept an eye on him, kept him, you know, he'd get pretty – Drunk pretty quick if you didn't, you know, watch him. Anyway, uh, we kept it so. And the winner is, and they picked the name out of that. And Chicky, oh, they stood up, and <laughs> it, it, it was the funniest thing. He, anyway, he went downstairs with this girl, and it was to, you know, do around the world if you want. She was getting paid well. Anyway, uh, he went down, and there was this other guy that was pretty drunk, and he was trying to get down the stairs. So this friend of ours said, I'll keep watch. I want to let nobody down there, right? He said, Rich, for Jesus' sake, go around and look in the window and see how he's doing. Is he doing it? Or, or... Anyway, I did. I went around, you know, the liquor involved, of course. I peeked in around. Chickie's having a good time. And it, I said, Hoss, for Jesus' sake, you got to go see, you gotta go see this. I said, you got nothing but socks on. <laughs> but he was having a ball. It, it, other than that, I don't know if Chicky ever got kissed before, you know what I'm wow, saying? Wow, wow. Um, yeah. So what was he into other than, obviously he was into music and karaoke and drinking, but what what, were, like, what kind of hobbies he no, had? No, no, it was just drinking. Every time he'd go up on karaoke, mm-hmm. you know Stevie Batherson. Yeah, from Stevie's Jamboree. Stevie would generally buy him a couple of pictures to get him started, right? <laughs> like Chick didn't always have money, but Steve would come in and make sure that he got a good jag on, and then he'd get up singing, right? Wow. He'd never ever sing if he was sober, I guarantee you that. Really? Wow. So you already? And I thought, in the land of the rain, we are living in yellow. <laughs> The Marine. We all live in the yellow submarine. A yellow submarine. Hell submarine. We all live in the yellow submarine. A yellow submarine. A yellow His real name is Walter. Where did the name Chicky come from? Because he was small. He, he was nicknamed that when he was like a teenager. Okay, yeah, because he's a skinny little guy, right? Yeah, he wasn't very big. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, he was actually taller than I am. <laughs> okay, but they but just as a kid, he was small enough. So like Chicky, like, yeah. a, like a chick yeah. from like a duck, yeah. like that kind of thing? A nickname for a small person, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, now, so a quiet, regular guy who obviously liked having a good time and drinking... Do you know how the karaoke yeah. started? Like, do you remember when this kind of aspect of his life began? Um, I mean, I should. Like, <laughs> you know, I, I can't put a, a date on it, but whenever it started at the county line, the, uh, it, before Stevie Batherson, there mm-hmm. were some other guys um, started up there. Mm-hmm. And, and it was, I don't know... 
It was like a fad back then, and they were doing lip singing and all that stuff, right? Yeah, that was a thing then. Uh, it was big. It was a thing to do. Yeah. Like, it did sell out. You'd be lucky if you could get a chair there if you didn't show up in time. Yeah, especially if they knew Chicky was going to perform. My dad was telling me he, they'd be lined up outside. Yeah, it, it was just like a fad. It was something to do back then. Mm-hmm. And, like, they'd have... Uh, like, if they did it at the county line, they had big screen TVs. I think they had five of them at the county line itself. Now, that bar now is a restaurant. Yes. Uh, I go there every so often for hot turkey sandwiches with my buddy. Well, you picture that place with about five big screens. Yeah. Because you couldn't, if you're at the back of the place, you wouldn't be able to see the stage, right? Mm-hmm. But but it, it was a quite the thing back then. Like, it, the place would be so low. Wow. It was a... I think it was on, like, Saturday nights back then it started. Yeah. But then they, when they went to, like, Sundays, they would go they'd go all over the friggin' place. Wow. Place Bay and North Sydney. and It's a, a different time for sure. Like, I don't think anything like that happens now. No, not, not much, anyway. Not that I know of. When, when Chicky, like, this took off, he was known all around the island and as far as Toronto, obviously, from your situ- your encounter there at the flea market. How, how did, like, you and the rest of your family react to him being kind of this, this celebrity around town? What did you think of all this? Well, we just thought it was all funny, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, you'd, you'd say, holy shit. Like, but it, it, was, it was more like a comedy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't... Like, he wasn't, you know, famous or nothing. It, it, it's just, we laughed at the way people, some people actually enjoyed it, I guess. I know my dad did. My dad was so excited to keep me up, to show me him. And we watched, I, I feel like we did it every weekend for like a year or something. Yeah. I don't know how long it went yeah. on for. Because I know my, my aunts and that, they would all watch it too, just, you know, to watch Chicky, right? <laughs> <laughs> and it, it was more of a... A kick, look, he's on TV. Yeah. Like, you know, nobody got on TV. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, even though it was Channel 10, but it, I, I mean, I, back, like I say, in the day when we played baseball and that, Chicky was always around. He never, you know, he didn't, he did, in his later years, he didn't play much with us, but he was always with us, mm-hmm. you know, drinking and partying, playing baseball. We, we After a ball game one time, we walked into the county line, and him and I walked up to the bar because I was buying him a beer. And uh, there was an older gentleman standing at the bar, and he said, "Are you Chicky McPhee?" Chicky said, "Yeah." And he was, you know, right sober. He normally, if he was drinking, he'd strike up a conversation with me. And Chicky said, "Yeah." He said, "Can I have your autograph? They're for my niece and nephew, and they, and they they really like you. Can I have your autograph, Chicky? Just like it was famous, you know." He, he grabbed a, a, a thing and he signed his name on it for Buddy. Jeez. <laughs> it was too funny. He must have. Uh, I, I just laughed at that. I love telling the story that somebody actually asked him. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's. I'm not surprised at all. Like, even if you Google his name now, Chicky, you'll see there's some videos of his going around. Yeah. Yeah, I see that on the. But, that's funny. Yeah, but was this anything where, like, um, like yourself and your siblings and your parents, like, was it, did it ever become a problem like was it was he infamous enough that 
it was bothering all of you, or were you all kind of happy yeah. for him getting his his his? Oh no, time? we just no, that never bothered us. Like Chicky was Chicky all his life. Like he, instead of being my bigger brother, he was like my younger brother. Yeah, yeah, I get, I get that. And we we talked a lot about like the drinking and the partying. He's known for pushing the limit. Like there's there's videos I've seen where he's pretty much oh, carried on stage. Was that like was oh, yeah. was drinking? Was it was that something he had control of, or was that a problem he had in life? Oh, that was definitely a problem. Yeah, big time. Yeah, mm-hmm. I seen the worst of him. He uh, where I used to live on Grand Lake Road after our parents died and stuff. I I I took over. The old homestead and that's where Chicky lived all all his life with my father right mm-hmm. and he, he you know he never charged him rent or nothing like Chicky Chicky wouldn't even have unemployment most of his life he never until he was maybe I'm guessing late 50s somebody you know seen helped him get welfare okay and, and like for years he never had took a dime in you know what I mean he do He'd paint for people, and he'd get money on the side, but he never, ever worked, you know. Mm-hmm. My father always just basically took care of him, you know what I mean? Let him stay there for nothing sort of thing. But he, he was like the, you know, the young brother, and everybody sort of watched out for Chicky sort of deal, mm-hmm. right? But it, it, later, after my parents died, I bought the old homestead, and I rented it out to Chicky after when he was getting welfare for, you know, for money. Mm-hmm. I rented that house to him, and, and I seen the best, and I seen the worst of Chicky, let me tell you. Mm-hmm. He, he, uh, he drank to get drunk and falling down, and, you know, I seen him get put in and out of a taxi cab a lot of times. <laughs> yeah, I bet. And. It's it seems like the the karaoke time like when he was really well known around town would have been like the later nineties, but and then at one point he seemed to just kind of fall out of the public eye when they stopped you know broadcasting karaoke and stuff. What what were Chicky's later years like? Like what? How did he spend his time? And he would go down the Ashby Legion mm-hmm. every day. It, like you'd see Chicky walking them leaving Grand Lake Road, like, he, he, uh, he ended up renting a smaller apartment, because when he stayed next door to me, it was a, a story and a half house, it was way too big for him, mm-hmm. anyway, we put him in an apartment, and then he ended up in a senior's up behind, just above the Bonnie, okay. um, uh, but, Every day, 9.30, quarter after 9, you'd see Chicky walking. We used to call him Walking Walter. He did a lot of walking. He he never, ever had a driver's license or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But he'd be walking to the Ashby Legion. It would open at 10, and he was there. Wow. 10 to 10, you'd see him sitting on the bench. And and he'd go down there. He Most days, he wouldn't have money, but he'd go in, and they'd give him a beer, and he'd help out a bit. You know, they'd give him a couple of beer. but he he'd hang around half the day there, mm-hmm. and then make his way back to his apartment, or you know. So that was but it, that was his life. Like a lot of his life stayed at the bar and, and drinking. And, yeah, and it's centered around drinking. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of his life did. Yeah. Do you know? Did he ever have yeah. to? Like, did it ever get to the point that he had to get like some kind of treatment or anything like that? Like, did it be or, or well, 
that's you could say that he at one time he I got a phone call it was only uh, I don't know six seven years ago a couple of years before he died anyway somebody called me from the Legion they said you should come down here he's he's here and he's in a lot of pain anyway I went down and I got him and I took him to the hospital which you know took a lot of convincing and he, I said what'd you do Chick? he said I did a header last night he used to the funniest sayings, but he fell. He was drunk, and he said he was went to Dairy Queen, and he fell. But he broke his ribs is what he did. I've seen the x-rays the doctor showed me. And he broke his ribs, but he never – they gave him painkillers and, and stuff for it, but um, he never, like, took care of himself. And, and that happened, and I think he, he died, like, two or three years after that, and I know – that that his he, he never healed, but he, he like from it seemed from then he went downhill. Like he had a even before that, about fifteen years before he died, he had a a four wheeler accident up in Wicogama. He used to go up to a hunting cabin with the boys up there. He was they used to call him the hut slut. He'd do the cooking and cleaning, and they'd supply him with liquor, you know, but uh. He, he took a four-wheeler out one day, and I don't – he might have had a helmet on, but anyway, the helmet fell off, and he banged his head. He landed in a river up there, and a guy happened to come along and spotted him. He probably would have drowned in the river, wow. but the guy, the guy – they, they went and pulled him out. Anyway, I, I took him to the hospital. Then he, he went to Bedeck. He left Bedeck Hospital on his own. He made his way to Sydney, and then when we found out what happened – we got, I got him in the hospital again, and he cracked his friggin' skull. That I seen the X-rays for that, Jeez. and they showed me that they said like, if he bangs his head again, he, he could die. Wow. The doctor told me, but he he see he was never really the same after that either. That was after karaoke days and, mm -hmm. and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But he um he, he he got a little better after that, but he, he really hurt his head that time. Yeah, it, he would have a couple of beer after that, and he would get rich, strange, and, and violent, and he really changed. Wow! But, but he, he was lucky he didn't die that time. Yeah, it sounds it. Now, I um, I he passed in was it in two thousand and fifteen? Am I got that right? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, uh, I'm not uh, exactly I'm, sure. Yeah, and I I understand he passed after a short illness with he it was cancer that eventually. Yeah, saw the end. Um, I, I had read his obituary, and even in his obituary, it makes note of his time as like a karaoke celebrity, and it specifically mentions he loved the song "Wild Thing." Like, so it's obvious that this is a big part of his legacy, this part of his life, and his role as a public figure from from karaoke. H how do you think Chicky saw his? Legacy, like, would this have been something Chicky would be proud that we're still talking about years later? Yes, he would. Mm -hmm. He'd be happy with that, mm -hmm. and we're talking about it for sure. Is there anything else about Chicky or about you know the life he lived that you you, you want to tell people about? We always said you wouldn't have heard a flea. Mm -hmm. Like, like I say, Chucky, we always said that, like, you know, he, he never made an enemy. 
you know, we used to tease him a lot and joke around and stuff, but uh, Jesus, dude, he used to be in that tavern, and one day we were in there, and he, he'd tell young guys that he, he used to play for the Toronto Maple Leafs, <laughs> and he was sitting up in the thing drunk one night, and there was a young guy, I didn't know him, but Chicky told him, oh yeah, I used to play for Toronto, he said, I just played for the farm team, though, he said, I never got on the... It, it, but the young guy believed every word he was saying. <laughs> but to see him in action, when you, and for somebody to believe him, right? Oh, yeah. Well, We had a lot of laughs over the years, I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, he sounds like a great guy. Yeah, he was. I want to thank you for sticking with me during this unconventional episode. This one, the story of Chickie McPhee, is easily among the favorite episodes that I've done. For me, it highlights a lot of why I loved growing up in Cape Breton in the 80s. But then, at the same time, it reminds me of a lot of the social problems that still exist there. In the end, I'm thankful to have had the colorful Chickie McPhee make a brief appearance in my childhood. But in learning his story, I really wish things had ended differently for him. But I suppose Chicky did keep true to his promises. He made a lot of hearts sing, and he certainly made everything a little bit more groovy. Chicky McPhee, I think we love you. And with that, I'll end this episode of Nighttime. But before we part, I'm going to give some thanks. First, a massive thank you to our guest, Rich McPhee. Rich, I can't thank you enough for telling me about your very unique brother and doing so in an equally colorful fashion. And then, of course, there's a huge thank you to all the listeners of Nighttime. Without your interest and your support, this show wouldn't be possible. But let me also say that the battle to keep Nighttime on the karaoke stage is an uphill one, and I hope I can count on your help. If you want to keep the show singing, please subscribe to the premium feed. Not only does it make the show possible, it'll give you more of each topic than you're going to find here in the free feed. You can subscribe to the premium feed at patreon.com slash nighttime podcast. And since I brought up the premium feed, let me thank the newest subscribers. Hugh, Emma, Tyler, Susan, Joyce, Jax, Samantha, and Dave. Thank you all for your generous support. And for anyone else out there who'd like to support the show but can't do it financially... You can keep Canada weird by sharing these episodes on social media and telling your friends about the show. And if you have any story ideas or if you want to give feedback on the show, you can reach me at nighttimepodcast.com slash contact. Also, I'm on social media. I use the handle at nighttimepod, and I'm on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So until next time, take care of each other, hug your loved ones tight, and check out the Chickie McPhee performances I added to my YouTube channel. The link will be in the episode description. The Nighttime Podcast is written, hosted, and produced by Jordan Bonaparte. Copyright Jordan Bonaparte. As the anticipation in the room comes to a boiling point, they know he's in the room, but when is he coming up? 
yes, he's not your average oversexed ultra macho male musician. No, he's your basic semi-subversive underground womanizer, boy, boy womanizer, the one and only Chicky McPeep. Why'd you step there, chick? Whoa! 